Excuse me, buddy, but. Excuse me, lady, but. You fooling, ain't you? Where can I be? This ain't America, is it? Oh, Lord, where can I be? This ain't America, is it? No, this ain't America. You can't fool me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate and review us on the Apple iTunes podcast app, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. I still don't know what it is you do on Spotify, but whatever it is you do, please go and do that. Um, it's Welly Up, of course. It's Jay. Uh, usually, we do this towards the end, but I want to say rest in peace to my, my big brother, Eric Johnson. Man, this you know how people say you have those those brothers that that your parents didn't give you or those siblings that your parents didn't give you. This is truly one of those siblings that my parents didn't give me. And if you if you heard the birthday episode, I probably told this story, but you know I'm gonna tell it again because me, him, and Casey Hyde, we went to our first Jay Z concert together. It was the Heart of the City tour with Mary J. Blige. And after the concert, <laughs> we went to Club Heat, which is like by Tote Bar now. Well, it's probably not Heat anymore, but. I was too young to get into the club, and so they had to sneak me into the side door. And at the tender age of 18, I learned that the club in life isn't really what it's cracked up to be. But just, you know, just want to say rest in peace to him, prayers to his wife, his brother, his sister, his kids. Man, it's it's real out here, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, like I said, it was... It was it was it was interesting to hear, especially when you brought it to my attention. I was like, man, I swear I met that dude at your uh, birthday party. Um, real brief, real brief. Um, yeah, I mean that that's that's tough. Dealing with any loss is tough, but I, I definitely um, you know don't want to poke and prod and just you know I I, I let people grieve. And um, obviously, twenty twenty definitely has been throwing a. A lot of curveballs. I don't even know if I'd say curveballs. I don't know. They kind of, they, it's kind of throwing ollie jabs at some people. But um, you just learn to just, you know, kind of bob and weave and and deal with it as you must. I mean, there's, there pe- people think that they have so much control of their lives. Man. And it, it just, it just goes back to that, you know, that one word that was annoying me earlier in the year when people kept talking about natural selection and I'm just like you guys are misusing that word because it's like uh, natural selection is natural selection like you just don't know you could do everything in your power to to avoid something and then something else will come around that corner like an Ali jab and you're gonna be shot like that's just I mean 
I, I remember long years ago, I, was, I used to I used to talk to uh, this one chick, and she used to hate when I said it is what it is. But as I get older, it is what it is becomes more more relevant. It becomes more of the standard of like, what can you do about it? You can only do so much. So yeah, like I said, man, I, I know how that is, man. I've I've de- I, de- I was I've been dealing with stuff like that since first day out of high school, man. Yeah. Dark dark times, dark times. And it, it seems like the more you try to put your hands on something and try to steer it some way and, and try to take it somewhere or, or try to make something happen, it's kind of like, hey, <laughs> that's this isn't about your pace. This isn't about your path. Like God has the pace and his path already planned out. And the more you try to jerk the wheel, the more he keeping you on path. So you might jerk and, and get off 610 and get on the I-10. And you're supposed to be riding 610 all the way around, but eventually you're going to hit it again. So, you know, that's another story. I'm no storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, I do tell stories. I do tell stories. You do, bro. You do, bro. That was a good story you started off with, man. That's a that's a good story you started off with. Uh, we had a story time episode a long time. Uh, and I and I, 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 I gave I, I gave y'all a story Wednesday. You're welcome. Oh yeah, 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 man. Uh, I definitely I definitely enjoyed JS three for the walk for the metaphor that it was you know and i'm just sitting here like laughing in my head like this guy's an idiot but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean me personally I, I enjoy you know constantly having moments where i can like sit there and think and like massage my brain or whatever and get i, I mean mental exercises are fun so I don't know. I just I've just got to the point in my life where if it's empty, it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. Because everybody everybody is so everybody is so obsessed with having fun, as if there aren't moments to have fun. Like if you was to really think about life, I really think that you know we always say it, you know life is a good balance of 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 fun, and I mean if we're using these two uh, examples. I, w- I would definitely say that, you know, you're going to have a, a decent balance of fun and hardworking times in your life. And with those hardworking times, that comes, you know, learning. Because learning isn't easy. But at the same time, learning can be fun. So And it can I be just, hard. <laughs> yeah, you know. You, you, you might know, learn to eat fun lessons. You might learn some hard lessons. Straight up. But I definitely think people have gotten to the point where they just, people just play too much nowadays. And that shit gets on my nerves because it's grown-ups that play too much nowadays. And I just, that's one of the reasons why I was like, let me just, you know, ease off of social media this weekend and relax because I'm pretty sure, I mean, when, you, when you're when off social media for a little while, you realize, I mean, you're not missing much. At all. Because most, you know, people, I mean, people just, people are just doing what they do. <laughs> like, people just doing what they do. Whatever they were doing last week, they're going to be doing this week. You know, people adapt, you know. People, there's people out there that's mad that they can't, you know, do what they was doing before March. But the fact of the matter is, with whatever they've been doing since March, they're still doing now. So it just gets redundant and boring. But at the same time, I just be looking at it like a lot of what's being done ain't it ain't it ain't about nothing. It's like, all right, you're you're you just you're just TV. filling time. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, you don't have to better yourself during this quarantine. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Yeah, you don't. But you can use your time wisely. I forgot about that mentality. I really wonder what people are, what that mentality are thinking now. 
because that was fresh. That was like the first 30 days, first 30, 45 days of of uh, this pandemic. And a lot of people was confident about that stance. And I'm almost certain a lot of people have, have, have readjusted as far as, okay, I got to get something shaking because they see the psychological toll that it's taking. Like you just can't sit here thinking that you're just going to be a bum for, for, you know, in an in, in indefinite amount of time. A lot of, a lot of us are on day 107. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you, you sitting here thinking that doing nothing is just perfectly fine. You could lie to yourself and tell yourself that, but I guarantee you the human mind is going to gravitate towards doing something constructive unless you're just a, unless you're just a mindless person. I, and I'm coming across a lot of mindless people that don't have a lot of ambition as far as when it comes to bettering themselves, you know, some people are stagnant. I get yeah. that. But once again, I definitely think that those people have a tendency to probably be closer, you know, breaking down right now. That's, that's, that's scary, bro. Like a person that even, even, a, I mean, I just don't see how, how human beings as social animals can think for them, can think for a second that you went from a couple of years of, Wilding out at, at bars and clubs, doing whatever you wanted to do, moving at your own pace, doing whatever you wanted to do, you know, in a you know, in the parameters of legality, I guess. And all of a sudden, pretty much anything that you enjoy, you can no longer do. And you're sitting here telling me that you just fine. Oh, I'm just gonna adapt. I'll be okay. Matter of fact, I'm not gonna do anything now. No, get out of here. You're doing something. Yeah. Whether it's a, whether it's a, you know, another virtual obsession you may have, whether it's you on Twitch now playing video games, well, whether you're now a gamer, you know, or you you started vlogging or journaling, like you're doing something different, you know, like you gotta you gotta be doing something different, or I guarantee you you pulling your hair out, you you one of those people that's 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 suffering through some type of anxiety right now. Or you, or you, or you went from constructive to destructive, and you're destroying stuff in order to feel something, in order to have a sense of purpose. Like you know, a lot of people have been doing you know housework, and I'm gonna build this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get my yard work, and then other people are just tearing their lives down, and 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 you might be tearing it down to rebuild. You might be rebuilding your mental energy, whatever, what have you. You might be tearing your body down physically to rebuild. So you're you know you're doing push-ups and sit-ups, and you're out running. Bro, I fucking hate running, but I'll go running like every other day now. But <laughs> I'm I'm trying, you know, I like I told you, I set a goal and I'm trying to reach that goal. So I will go running. So it's a lot of it's a lot of there's a lot of positivity circulating around it, but also it's also a lot of negative stuff that you're doing. You're sitting there, you're watching everything on fucking Netflix. You're running through powder donuts, like, and I'm not and I'm not sitting here to judge people because I bought the black and white cookie today at um Harris Teeter just because. It reminded me of the Seinfeld episode, and I ate like one of them, and I was like, I probably won't eat any more of these cookies. But that's another story. Again, I'm no storyteller. But the thing that you mentioned that I want to touch on really was like the ambition. Like, this might be the time to be ambitious. This might be the time to finish whatever online courses you can, to learn another trade, or to, hey, 
if you wanted to get on a podcast, this is the perfect time to set up a fucking podcast. <laughs> like, you're doing nothing. You already have a computer. Microphones are cheap. Hey, the first microphones we had, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you, was $35. Like, it's not hard to get a podcast up and running. And that's your vlog. That's your journal. Like, there are things that you can do. And if there's and if you don't want to do anything, you don't have to. But I'm just saying, if you sit here and you look, it's been Basically, the first to second week of March, all the way here we are, the beginning of August. What do you have to show for this huge chunk of the year? <laughs> it's it's crazy how we have to say, you don't have to do something. And just to circle back to that, once again, if you want to be lazy, be lazy. That's who you are. We get it. And and I'm not saying lazy in a turn in terms of, you know, I'm looking down on you or you're pathetic. I'm just saying that if you just want to go to waste, so be it. You have the right to do that. But there are consequences with that. Like you just said, I don't like to run, but I'm gonna go run. See, even with that, even with that, you're doing something. And you're going to get a return for that if you keep it up. But what return is there in being a lazy oaf and just sitting around? Because when things go back to quote-unquote normal and after the election when things start to get relaxed or whatever, when people truly feel comfortable or if when people get have, get, have gotten fed up to the point where everybody's just... Because, I mean, once again, depending on where you stay... There are things that are at that are you can do at limited capacity, but once the people that are living in fear are no longer living in fear, I guarantee you a lot of those people are gonna be sitting here like, oh, I gotta get myself together now. Oh, I don't look good in this no more. I gotta go do this now. <laughs> it's like, bro, you've been sitting around for almost a year. Now all, all of a sudden, sudden, that's the same mentality y'all be having. When you, you got a trip in April and you out of there in December and you think that you finna go to the gym for the next 60 days and get a beach body. Like, that's all, that's just ridiculous to me. Or And, I, and, I'm, and not, not even from a physical aspect. I'm saying just sitting here letting your mind go to waste to the point where if you've been unemployed damn near the whole year and you've done nothing to 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 get into, like you said, you didn't you didn't you didn't study. You didn't learn any new skills. You haven't been practicing anything. So by the time it's time for you to go back to work and apply for jobs, you can only do menial tasks now. And you're sitting here like, dang, nobody want to hire me. You don't have any skills. You don't know how to do anything. Your resume isn't even updated. Now you're now you're now all those people that was working their ass off to try to get jobs, you behind them now. Because they was while while you were sitting around, they probably was trying to get their resume together. They were actively searching to do something because they knew that this wasn't gonna last long. At the end of the day, no matter what people, no matter what these cultists and these doomers say, this is not going to last forever. No matter what they say, it's not. And for people to want to sit there and think to themselves that this current these current times are gonna last four or five years. I know some of y'all hope that that way y'all can remain doing nothing and, and be encouraged to, to, to waste away. But the fact of the matter is this is temporary. Even history shows we've, we've dealt with some shit that 
has has been has been bad as bad as this, if not worse. And at the end of the day, with this with this situation we're in right now, being mostly manufactured, you have to look at it, the fact that even if this was to last three or four years, it's still a temporary thing. Do not let yourself go to waste for the next three or four years. Don't let yourself go to waste. If even if this was a year, eight years, seven years, don't let yourself go to waste. That's the scary impact that I'm seeing. I don't like that at all. When I when I go to the track, some days I go to the track. Some days I just run the street. I go to I went last time I went to a track. I was running and I I ran past this woman and when I was doing my mile and then I, I walked a quarter mile and basically I stopped and I was walking right next to her. And she said, man, you came out here and you're just running and you running. And, you know, she's like, I'm out here barely making it. But you're out here when you could have chose to stay at the house and stay on the couch watching fucking murder. She wrote or whatever. You decided <laughs> I'm going to get up and I'm going to go outside. I say you out here. I like that's a start. You got to start somewhere. I say you out here. Like you you can look at, you know, so many other people that, that aren't even outside. Hey, you out here like shoot. Props to you. Like I, I've been out here, but you, you're out here. Boom. This is this is if this was your day one, this is your day one. But you can't never get to the finish line if you don't have a day one, bro. But again, <laughs> that's another story. I'm no storyteller. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, man. I mean, my main my main takeaway from all this is people just need to understand that I'm more worried about the psychological impact of this. Because I even even today I was just thinking about how like they were talking about how Trump was supposedly gonna ban TikTok, and you know a lot of people that don't use TikTok they laugh and they're like you know hey, you know those those kids with no talent, you know that don't have nothing else going on even if you're mad when TikTok go away and I'm like, really when I look at like ninety percent of social media it's the same thing and I just wondered to myself like what would happen if if social media was to be was to be banned across the board, no social media site was available. And I just sitting there thinking like, no, just, just as many kids is going to be pissed off if TikTok were to go away. That's the same amount of kids that, that's the same amount of adults, Americans, human beings in general that are going to be pissed off if social media go away, going to be sitting there looking lost. Because Because you're violating their rights. (laughs) Man. The, the concept of rights, in my opinion, has become so skewed over time. Like, one could argue that Wi-Fi is a, a human right now. <laughs> if you want to be real about it, like, who who is functioning right now at a high rate in society without Wi-Fi? Like, you or know any, what I'm saying? Like, any any kind of internet where... access, period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But come on, man. You you still on dial up right now, buddy? Do they still offer dial up? I I think that in some in some little you know boon, boony type areas they they might they dial up may be their best bet because I mean Wi Fi is still a struggle in some areas. True. You know, they, believe it or not, you know America's big. <laughs> you know, so maybe in Wyoming, where you keep telling me I need to go, maybe I, maybe I need to fill Jackson and go to Montana and just zen out, dude. Uh, it, I think I think going to any mountainous area right now would probably be a good ideal for most people because once again, that's a that's a that's I'm I'm almost certain that that 
that quality of air out there is better. Like you said, the, the ability to, to zen out is probably a lot. I mean, it's hard to focus in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really hard to focus in the city, yep. especially if you know quite a few people. So, there's I no sitting still. Yeah, yeah. And even when, even if a person is constantly glued to their phone, like, just even if you're consumed by the city life, that can become a problem. Because once again, the city life is just. It's just so it's so rapid. It's something always going on. Even now, whether you want to believe it or not, it's just so many opinions, so much anger, you know, so many people flexing. Just it's just so much. But I just feel like if you were to if you just imagine if you were just following people that stay like in the mountainous ranges of Utah or like you said Montana, Wyoming, I bet they just be chill, bro. May not even post that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're hey. just enjoying it. I, I'm just out here enjoying it, and I think that's that's where we we get caught up. And it's a fine line because I was talking to my friend Samantha, and she's telling me how, you know, she said she took all these pictures throughout the years. And me, I traditionally am not a picture taker, so I look back and I have the memories, but it's no photo of like, oh yeah, remember this or remember that. But I have the I have the those mental images, so it's, it's definitely a fine line. But a lot of y'all are just doing it for the gram. A lot of y'all just doing it, like you say, for the flicks to, to show you that I'm doing it or the illusion that I'm doing it. And nobody's really doing it for the love of it. Like you're, you're not doing it. You're not doing it for the love of the game anymore. You're, you're, you're doing it for for the bag, for the attention, for the likes, the new currency. And that's what's really sad about it all. That that goes across so many. You know fields in life right now because it's really scary to think and and I've been bitching about this probably the last month now it's really scary to think that the main motivation people have for doing anything is to show off and no matter who gets hurt by that they don't care and I've been and I said I was bitching about it, I mean like just thinking about teachers and police officers and I really feel like some people only got into those career fields because they're quote unquote respectable. But it's like you don't even really want to be here. You just you just want to be probably the next teacher bay. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just you wanted want summers be, off, like you said. Yeah, you know, you want to be you know the cop the cop that that um that's playing basketball with the kids and wants to get the photo op. I mean, it's all it's all for attention. And it obviously not all of them do that, but it's scary to think that such it's 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 such a large group of people that do do that. And at the same time, what they do affects millions. You know, and, and that's just and that's just unfair. And I just sit here and think about. Even with. And I forgot if I was talking to you about this, but like. I said this before, everybody on Instagram, social media, whatever, they pretty much turned into reality TV celebrities. Like, we used to have to, we used to, if we wanted to see stupid shit, like what we see on the internet, we we need we needed to look at Johnny Knoxville, Jackass, we'd be looking at Tom Green, you know, 
you know, humping a humping a moose. <laughs> we be look, you know what I'm saying? We be we be looking at real world, you know, whether it was or road rules. Just you know, uh, like we would seek out that entertainment, but not from ourselves. And I think people have gotten so used to the fact that now it's just our neighbors that entertain us. And I also think that that has become a reason why people tend to dehumanize others because they only see them as entertainment. Like you don't really see this person as your neighbor anymore. You just see this person as uh, basically a caricature of what a human should be. Just like, damn, oh. And, and, and that's, why, that's, why, that's why a lot of the things that they're trying to, like that's why when I hear the word new normal, I cringe because... I'm peeping it. I'm peeping the things that they're trying to that they're trying to make the new normal, so to speak. Like I can't even. I, I don't mind watching an NBA game if I'm just bored. I have nothing else to do. But I cannot. And I've never cared about the crowd before. Only from an aspect of because I've never cared that Kevin Hart or Kylie Jenner was in the front row. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing a lot of people they did. And I'm like, I don't give a shit who's in the crowd. But it definitely makes it weird when you have this big ass virtual reality bubblehead in the crowd. It's like, bruh, if you don't get this weird ass shit off my TV, <laughs> like, I honestly that, feel like I, I'm I, watching I mean, kind of like Olympic games or something like that. Like, you don't have the biggest of crowds when they're when they're playing the Olympics. I mean, there are people there, but it's like, yeah, it's not the huge crowd. And, no, and I'm and I'm like you, it's like. Yeah, when there's a run going on and you're you know they're getting excited after every bucket. Okay, yeah, yeah, but just during the regular pace of the game, nah. Down the stretch, yeah. 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 And once again, a lot of that is you're really at the, at some points like you're looking at that um you're looking at people in the front row or if if you depending on where you live, you know, you might have like a halftime show or some, you know, kiss cam and shit like that, but I never cared about that stuff. Still don't. So it's just the only, the only thing to me that and I, you I'm don't see the halftime show or the kiss cam unless you're there. Other than Honestly, that, you see commercials. Exactly. exactly. My thing is once again it comes back to the psychology of it. I wonder how that makes the NBA players feel. Like doesn't that like it, it would have to feel weird when you going up and you just see this old glitchy ass Paul Pierce in the stand. He just glitchy. <laughs> You see Dirk and Whiskey just glitching. It's like, bro, that's fucking weird. Like, I don't I don't need this. Like, I don't want this. Like, we really, at this point, we hooping. Our teams are, are going to chill for us. Our water boys, camera crew, let them just be the audience. I don't need this, this virtual reality, this weirdness being streamed into the seats. And you're wanting me to think that, hey, this is going to be better for us. Because this is gonna keep us safer, and it's gonna be less um, it's gonna be less of a chance of transmitting diseases and stuff. And I'm just like, so now I don't have the, I don't get the um, I don't get the luxury of an actual crowd to pump me up anymore. I have to think, I have to sit here and look at 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 um at a hologram of Tupac. Like I didn't know. I don't I don't want this. I it's either Tupac. I'm just saying it's either give me the fans back. Or just let the people that are actually here be the people that are gonna cheer and, and pump us up. It, it, we don't we don't need we don't need this weird shit. And and to think that this is something that people want to normalize, it's it, it's wild because they don't see what 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 the ripple effect is. Because once again, 
it, it, it's the same as uh, how they're doing in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's all good when you see like, okay, these stores are trying to keep us safe. And I'm going to go back to the word safe in a second, but these stores are kind of keep us safe. So what they want to do is they want to eliminate cashiers and hand-to-hand transactions because eliminate we don't cash. want to eliminate cash and you know, we want to, you know, there are just so many things to try to move it to where we're safe. And in the midst of that, machines are taking people's jobs. Like, you can't, you can no longer hit me with that, oh, you're being xenophobic when, you know, how people talk about, oh, Mexicans come over here and, and, and somebody, you know, the Republicans are saying they're taking our jobs. Like, with this, you can't say that because you got grownups that rely on the job of being a cashier. Like you got regular Americans, you know, that that's been here for years that want to be cashiers or need to be cashiers in order to survive. And in the midst of this, you're encouraging or you're looking for a way to eliminate that job because you want to keep people safe. Well, you know, a way to keep people safe in America is by giving them a source of income. (laughs) Because if they have a, a steady source of income, they don't have to worry about wanting to rob somebody or commit some type of violence against themselves because they can't get that source of income that they need to 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 stay afloat. It's not about and even with that, like people think, oh, you know, you could just do universal basic income. Well, even with that being said, if you put a bunch of people out there that can the universal basic income, they have something like that in Canada right now. To me, I mean, I guess it's it's like Canada's uh, unemployment benefits, but it's called the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Canada was getting like two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, two thousand. Those same those people that were getting that two thousand dollars a month, they were, the, the the mainstream media doesn't like to show this, but those people that were getting what I'm going to say is unemployment benefit that everybody was bragging about. They were, they were just protesting the other day or like about a month ago because their landlords were about to evict them. And everybody's looking like, hold on. There's other people. There's people in the comments like, Hey, you know, ain't y'all getting served money? Like what y'all doing? And the people coming back. Yeah, we're getting served money, but that's not enough. You know, like, they still have other things to pay. Like $2,000 was barely getting them by. And at the end of the day, they're looking like, shit, if I got to sacrifice something, I'm going to sacrifice my rent because I still got to pay my phone bill. I still got to, I still got to, I still got to drive to places. Even if I am trying to look for a job, still got to drive. Look, you know? I'm going to pay my car though before I pay my rent because push come to shove, I'm going to have to live out that car. I'm going to have to live you know? and go work out that car. You know, and, and we ain't, and then we, and, and, and especially like in Canada, there are places, I mean, people say Canada, you know, cost of living is no different than like a New York or a California. So I can imagine, you know, y'all talking about living off of UBI. And unless, unless we can come to a, a democratic approach to this UBI where we know that this level of money is going to keep everybody afloat. And everybody's going to literally be able to, because you got to always think about this, because one, we're living in an era of millennials and Gen Z's, that these are, the, these are the generations that are about to take control in the next 10 years. When you think about 
the way they live, you're going to have to come to a consensus on a UBI to where these people can still enjoy life too. Because it's not about, because you people fail to realize when you say universal basic income, that means that you're probably going to get enough to, to afford basic necessities. And see, once again, it's a ripple effect. People don't pay attention to this. And, it's like, and how many Americans do you know live based on solely basic necessities? Bruh, I, I, I'd be honest with you, I say one in five. I say one in five. Like I, I mean, I, I got, I, you know, I got homegirls that, you know, I love them to death. They some Starbucks drink, Starbucks drinkers. They some, they some brunch hour, brunch hour assassins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they finna, they finna get it. You know, like that's mm-hmm. what they do. You know, I got homeboys that, you know, buying kicks every week. I got homeboys that's getting tatted up all the time. Like Americans have habits. Americans are consumers. So. This is not an argument against basic income. This is actually just pointing out what what type of what type of problems basic income can come about can come about with uh, basic income, universal basic income, if it's not well thought out. Because we already see that we have a government that, in many cases, has shown that they're incompetent when it comes to deciding what we need in order to survive. Like you got people that are, that are, that have businesses that they built from the ground up that are permanently closed, not not temporarily closed, permanently closed. And you're telling them that, Hey, just sit tight. It's because we need to make sure that we keep people safe. And it's like, hold up now. Like once again, you're trying to decide something for me, and at the same time, I'm about to go hungry. I'm about to starve, and you want these same people to tell you, you know what? You no longer have to work. You're just going to sit here, and we're going to give you a certain amount of money. The ripple effect to that with me is it's the same thing that happens with any time you let the American government take control of something. Look at the post office. Same, man. Look at post office. Too sad right now. <laughs> Dude, although the post office, when it comes to local, if I'm mailing something local, I have realized that they're fairly decent. But once it comes yeah, to local, local for stuff, sure, local for sure. Yeah. But when you're talking about if I need to mail something to DC, she, I might as well, I might as well just go ahead and wait that two weeks. <laughs> or you might as well go drop it off yourself. Bro, let me just hop on this plane, bro, and just 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 take it to the White House. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> let me just take it to the White House, bro. Cause, cause once again, if you let the American government take control, if you let the American government, the same government that has 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 told us nothing but false information week after week, you let the American government decide how much money you need to survive, bruh, you might as well cut your life expectancy in half. <laughs> Say, Straight I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm tell you right now. Isn't it doesn't take the same amount of money for you to survive as it takes for me to survive, and that doesn't even mean like living good or living like I'm accustomed to. That's just survival, period. And that's just saying because you have a son that you take care of, straight up. So it's, it's that alone is going to change our survival needs. That's even before we get into kind of any kind of health conditions or anything like that. That's just that it's you and another person. 
you sent you sent me a tweet the other day. I don't know if you mind if I read it, but I'm gonna read it anyway because I don't give a damn. You don't care. You don't give a shit about my feelings, do you? Mm. Your feelings matter, but damn, all feelings matter. Damn. <laughs> Just saying, bro. So, so you can't focus on my feelings right now. You got to make sure you got to make sure you, you include everybody' feelings. That's that's cool. That <laughs> Just saying, bro. So I'm guessing Bob tweeted this. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and it and it, damn. Help me understand. After all the genocide, all the traffic, all the pandemics, all the fuckery we face in life, why are people so inclined to have kids? Why? Earth is a nightmare. I wouldn't invite anybody to. Look, I'm not saying I agree with that statement, but the quit you just you brought up an important fact. You just sat here and said that for me, it's gonna take a different amount of income in order for me to live. You know, and in all honesty, the government pretends to care about children. We know they don't. They may give me. I'm just saying. They may. Give me, I'm just saying. They may give a person that's shooting out a bunch of kids money, but I guarantee you, a lot of people that in May when they receive their twelve hundred dollar stimulus check plus however many kids they have, they would t- they would still tell you that was not enough. So once again, you have to you have to look at it from an aspect of. This is not a place. He said Earth. I'm just saying America. I can't speak America, for, the, for the whole planet. I can't. But I can tell you one thing. Don't ever get it twisted. Because if you if you go on these forums and you hear people talk about Americans stupid and Americans this and that, Americans are not the only ones in protesting right now. No. They're protesting in Canada. They're protesting in Germany. You could just see, we say this all the time, but people need to stop thinking that. America is the only place. Like America gets the the gets all the attention because America is mainstream. America's influence is so powerful. You can't not that. I tell people all the time, you can even you can even make it even you could you can even minimize it. Just look at places that get a lot of attention, like the LA's, the Chicago's, the um the New York's, the Houston's. Like these places get a lot of attention because they're mainstream. But you go to a lot of these places and they're really not all that fascinating. They really just they really just gassed up. They just get a lot of attention because they get a lot of tourists. They get a lot and they got a lot of media influence. But the fact of the matter is, it really ain't all what you think it is. So a lot of these places are cool to go to because of the people, because so many people flock there, because you run into a lot of different people when you're there on vacation, you're there on vision. Like if you go to Vegas right now, Vegas ain't popping because there's not a lot of people there. And I don't. I still don't think the casinos are open up. But even if the casinos were open, it's like there aren't a lot of people there. You don't get that energy of the people, and that might be people's aspect of of the NBA games because the people aren't there, or the baseball games because the people aren't there. Which I don't think baseball is going to be going on for maybe another week or so. But you get a lot. Of, you you feed off the people that are there, and and like I I, I seen something on uh I think Baller Alert posted it maybe a week and a half ago said that. America's the second worst country in the world to raise raise a family. It's like the fuck is going on here? You you have we all need and I this uh, this I'm, I'm gonna have to go on a tangent. People 
try to make it seem people and I, and I said this on the IG live if you have an alternative view to what the mainstream narrative is they will coin you as a conspiracy theorist they will lump you into things like being an anti-vaxxer being affiliated with Alex Jones they'll even go as far as saying you're a Trump supporter because the fact of the matter is if you're not locked in to the mainstream media if you are not a part of the herd if you are saying things like people are sheep or this is a pandemic you will automatically be lumped into a category that is meant to assault your character when in actuality you are just thinking for yourself you're more you're more likely inclined to be someone looked at as a skeptic and the fact of the matter is that's fine call me call me a skeptic call me open minded even but don't call me a conspiracy theorist due to the fact that I'm looking at what you're selling as bullshit because it baffles me that people, especially black people, it's disappointing that two years ago we were saying that black girls was getting kidnapped and their organs was getting harvested. Was that two years ago? That it was about two years ago. Matter of fact, I'm be honest with you. This is that that theory has been going on for the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Social media popularized it like in 2016, 2017. That was with the case with old boy that got wrapped up in uh in, in, in the carpet in Atlanta. In that um, and then there in was, that Madden gym. That yeah, and then there was another one where uh this this black dude um the media liked to point out the fact that he was gay and black. But he he was traveling from, from he was from Atlanta, but he was living in Los Angeles because he was trying to get his modeling career on. And this guy, um, he was he had rented a car for the weekend, and I think he was going to Vegas for something. And on his way to Vegas, his rental car broke down. His rental car broke down, I believe, in Baker's, California, or something like that. And just and, and I like you know everybody. No, me like the unsolved mysteries things. It makes it easy for me to follow these things. So don't make it thing. I, I'm not just hitting y'all with this because I've been following it for years. But unsolved mysteries, um, a blog brought it to my attention a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was interesting because this guy supposedly, when he broke down, he called his friend, and three hours later, when his friend um, showed up, the guy was gone. And apparently a police officer took this dude to a gas station after looking for his keys. And they was the, the, the rumor or the police report is that the guy, I wish I, I hate the fact that I, I want him to go named. So hopefully I can find his name. I hate the fact that I don't know his name. So yeah, just look up. Um, I want to say his name was Ryan. I think he was like 21 or 24 years old. Cause I don't want him to go nameless in this. I want people to be able to look, look this up themselves. But, um, black gay guy went missing and between the time when he went missing and when they found his body which was I believe 31 days later or 61 days later some wild like that they said that it's a possibility that he was dehydrated and some animals attacked him and took his keys or something and a lot of people that you know have been following this are saying that this turned into an organ harvesting case because when the body was found, his body was found decomposed and skeletonized. 
And this was less than 60 days, if I'm not mistaken. So everybody started, everybody on the internet would start, you know, circulating rumors that this guy's organs were being harvested. And it's only because, and, and, and when I say everybody, when you follow this road, like, and when you, even at the, the, the guy rolled up in a mat, when you look at the fact that they don't have a lot of facts to support his organ, his organs being harvested, or in this particular case, people believe that animals just ate his, they just attacked him and ate his body. Like, I mean, which if you think about it, it's fairly reasonable. But then if you can only go based off of medical reports, there's not enough evidence to support that animals are the ones that got his organs. But once again, this guy was found in the wilderness in California. And if y'all know anything about the wilderness in California, coyotes and mountain lions run rampant in California wilderness. So just, just keep that in mind. And this guy really wasn't, he was not a California native. It was in July, probably hot as fuck. He probably wasn't properly hydrated. His, his rental car broke down. I believe his rental car broke down in the Mojave Desert, matter of fact. And long story short, this room this rumor circulated off very little information, and black people was all on top of it. All on top of it. And it got to the point, like you just said, it got to the point where one of the the two major cases were about males that had been had been found dead and their organs were gone. But it got real big. When everybody start, you know, everybody's eyes start opening up, and they're like, "Damn, it's a lot of little black girls going missing." Somebody must be uh, harvesting organs. Like, we went from that to whatever the government says. I'm going to comply and listen to them because the government always tells us the truth. <laughs> it don't make sense, bro. It don't make sense. That's why I know that the media's influence is so powerful. The media, the media has us thinking that this debate over over public health is really even a debate. Like it, it really, we really shouldn't even be debating about this, bro. Did you find it yet? No, my Google skills are trash because I'm not coming oh. up with anything. Okay, uh, let, let me let me see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Like I said, I don't want the man to go nameless, and that's gonna bother me. No Google skills are trash. But like like you said, like. <sighs> People okay, have people. So, Jesus, really? I was gonna, I was gonna fill the space, and you, you found it already. Jesus, go ahead. Yeah, then. I don't need to do no filler yeah. now. Go ahead. Shit. So this dude was a married gay model. His his body was found in the California de- desert with his organs missing. This was a uh, 2013. His name was Ryan Singleton. Uh, joggers found his body two months later with his eyes and organs missing. Investigators have given his family no further information, and once again, uh, Ray Singleton was his name. Twenty-four years old, he was an aspiring writer and filmmaker, and um, you could you can you can go from there, but I'm telling you, it, a lot more cases are similar to his, and as and that was 2013. Like I said, a few years down the line, I want to say about three four years down the line, it 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 became a, a organ harvesting conspiracy theory that a lot of black people put together and it even i believe oprah winfrey put out a movie that that basically supported this theory um oprah winfrey's movie i uh, i believe it was called 
let me see. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Uh, this movie came out in 2017. And uh, yeah, man, it's 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 literally it basically references the fact that a lot of black people have been a part of a national organ uh, organ harvesting black market, a global harvesting, a global black market that contributes to, to, to organ harvesting. And even Oprah Winfrey supports this. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting to see that just a few years ago, that's where we were to now where, like I said, even with the organ harvesting thing, there's very little evidence that supports that that is true. I'm not saying that it isn't true. I'm open to the, I'm open to, you know, believing it. But once again, it is interesting. What's up, Jay? I feel like you've seen something that was interesting. No, I was, I'm just, I'm just thinking, I'm like, what, what are making these black organs so, so more, much more valuable. But then at the same time, it's not about the value. It's about the disposability. Um, as a country, the black person has been disposable f- since we've gotten here. So it really isn't about, oh, yeah, these these black organs are going to last us a long time. This this isn't get out. You know, this is just like nobody's going to nobody's going to miss black people, but black people. <clears throat> I would actually I would actually I get out actually slipped my mind. But get out is something that actually supports that theory as well. And you have to you, you have to actually look at it like. That's the same mindset because you say blacks are disposable, which I agree. I believe, I believe at the end of the day, if you're not a part of the 1% that if you're in America as a human being, you're disposable. Like I just referenced how they're easily about to replace cashiers with self checkouts all, all over the place that they could. I mean, like I say, you could you could walk into a McDonald's now and there's a kiosk that could take your order. And the only thing we need humans for is to make the food. We really don't need no cashier. And eventually, there is not going to be a cashier there. It's going to be, you better be mentally competent enough to to put your order into this kiosk, and these people in the back going to make your food. Eventually, after that, it's not going to be people in the back making your food no more. It's going to be robots. And the only thing we're going to need humans for is to maintain the machines that make the food. That's and it. Eventually, we're going to have machines. Maintenance. We're going to have machines that make... <laughs> That maintain the machines, and we ain't gonna need you. Next I'm just saying, bro. I mean, but that, that's you, you're going to simplify life until you simplify yourself out of existence. <laughs> Can you say that again, bro? Say, look, you're gonna simplify life until what? Until you simplify yourself out of existence, you're gonna make your job. It. You're gonna make your job so easy that a caveman can do it. And he's like, well, why get a caveman when we can get this machine who doesn't take any sick days? Who doesn't take a break? Who who, do, who doesn't complain? This, do you, you hear me? Let me tell you what the, the only complaint the self checkout give me. Look, you can't use no cash right now. It's card only. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. And once again, when the self checkout go down, they got quite a few more. They, they got, got quite, and just once and think about it. Right now, self checkout in most stores is probably limited to an area. Imagine when it's the whole store that self checkout, where you got 15, 20 lines and they're all open. But I, I do, I do know some people is like, nah, I'm, I'm not checking myself. I like, you know, I, I, I refuse. But it's people like me who got like ten items. Oh yeah, I'm not standing in line. I'll run, I'll run through this shit before for myself. Forget it. Look, I perfected the bagging. 
to the point of nigga, give me a job. What is you saying? I'm nigga, I ain't doing no trip. I don't mind going to a cashier. Uh, I mean, cause at Whole Foods, I mean. <laughs> I don't, my I don't God, my God, my God. <laughs> you and this damn Whole Foods. <laughs> I just, no, I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> just saying. But um, let's get back on topic here. Uh, the fact of the matter is, if you're not a skeptic, then I think you're naive. And that's just kind of where I stand on things. I, I actually was having a conversation with somebody the other day where I say, shit, if you're not jaded, then you're probably naive. You know, I'm to the point where optimism and pessimism don't really have any room in my in my lexicon anymore. Because at the end of the day, we all we all have some optimism to us. We all have pessimistic moments. But the fact of the matter is, what brought you here? And mm-hmm. I really feel like the people like you could call it blind being blindly optimistic, having too much faith. Yeah, like I said, you're just naive. Yeah. Especially if it comes with no with no with no skepticism what no whatsoever. Like. I feel like if you don't have some sort of belief system that lies in, ah, I don't know about that one, then... A little skepticism. A little skepticism. Here? Yeah, like, what you doing here? I can tell you anything. And once again, it kind of feels like we stay in a nation full of people that you can tell anything to, especially if it comes from the right source. And that right source being really at this point because... Everybody wants to be on the right side of history. And I keep telling people that a lot of people are not, a lot of those, a lot of those Germans and Nazi Germany thought they was going to be on the right side of history. And they was, they was contributing to killing thousands and thousands of Jews. And there are people that debate that there were millions of Jews. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is Hitler, Hitler is a thing. General Mao is a thing. Stalin is a thing. Mussolini is a thing like these people existed and people were on their side, even though it meant the death of other people. So as we sit here and think that we're on the right side of history, you truly don't know that yet until this shit becomes history. And then you're going to find out you're going to look back and be like, damn, like shit. Am I the reason that happened? Yes. Yes, you are, because you were being naive. There was no skepticism in anything you were doing. You were told to do something, you did it. Sometimes all that follow the leadership destroys lives. I can only imagine what it was like to be in, you know, um, the early colonies of America when when they were smallpox blanketing these Native Americans, and it was some people looking like, "Bro, y'all wilding out here." They taught us how to. They taught us how to cook. Y'all just gonna kill them. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like it had to be somebody out there. They like, told us all about this corn, and now we're gonna kill them so that we get all of it, bro. They told us that that these don't eat these uh berries. They poison. Don't go to this lake. This lake contaminated. They talk like bro. Like it's it's places. It's they saying that it was so much medicine that the Europeans got like herbals and shit that the Europeans were taught by Native Americans. And they just was like, all right, bet, appreciate it. Take this gun to the head. Bye. We don't need you here anymore. You're a savage. (laughs) All this education that you put on us, there's like, hold up, wait a goddamn minute. You're a fucking savage. The fuck? You you out here trying to rape our women. What? 
trying. Trying shit. I know, I know, I know we got the history of raping, raping other cultures' women, but no, y'all trying like like y'all just want to <laughs> run through our run through our city and, and, and rape our women and, and what? Dude. Que loque. <laughs> These boys pillaged. When I hear that word, I be laughing like, bro, they pillaged. <laughs> they destroyed tents. People, these people just living peacefully. And you got people in the back, well, shit, you know, we made it, we, we created America. We were on the right side of history. If it wasn't for us, well, there would be no America. There would be no Jamestown. Winners right the history. Winners right the right history. Right side of history. Shit, right side of history left millions dead. Hey, look, if you kill the other side, there's only one story to tell. I tell, I say, I tell all the time, winners right the history, baby. Shit. It's only one story you to know, tell. If I get y'all out the paint. You know, look, man. Dude, when it's all said and done, y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do. I'm just disappointed at this regression that we're what we stand that we stand in right now because I definitely expected a lot more from certain people. And a lot of and it's it's funny because a lot of people I talk to, they try to I, I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need you to come to me and and just you know, come you know participate in a circle jerk. Oh no, boundaries podcast said we going nah, I don't need you to do that. You know, give me your realness. Give me what you believe because no matter what, I'm gonna see what you believe. I know what y'all believe. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is a lot of that shit that y'all believe, it really don't. It, it really make me wonder. Like, hmm, like why do you believe these things? What made you come to this conclusion? And if I figure out your source. Is some bullshit media source or some source that you didn't cross reference. I'm gonna be looking at you like, oh, I don't know, man. Because, like I said, man, I'm, I'm skeptical of all of that shit. And that's probably how I'm gonna look at you going forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and I may be skeptical to a fault, but at the same time, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's gonna look at it, you know, at least in a scientific manner. Like, you're not finna just give me something. I ain't questioning it, bro. It's just that simple. Like, like I, I'm just, and I'm not one of those people that's just. I don't have a doomsday mentality. Like so many people have been talking about the end of the world for years now. Like I, I just ain't never really been a part of that mindset because for me, you know, personally, I don't want the world to end. I just hope. I just kind of. I have that. There's a naive side of me that that hopes that there is a reset for the better, but then I just keep seeing proof that shit shit doesn't look good, especially when you have people trying to erase the simplest jobs knowing damn well we live in a capitalist country where money is you can argue the root of happiness for a lot of us oh i thought you were gonna take that the other way i like how, i like how you said that but i don't i'm and I, I wouldn't say the root of happiness but i would say it is the root of stability Okay, 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 check, okay, checkmate. I like yeah, that. I yeah. like that. <laughs> it, it, it is the root of stability, cause I'm gonna, I'm, I'm definitely gonna put hold music over this shit, cause y'all don't need to know about my finances. But
All right, break I mean, over. It, breaks breaks over. <laughs> Man, you yeah yeah. I, I don't know how you go edit that one, but that's funny though because once again I'm gonna simply say that's not a bad investment. But but once again, the question I ask: Do you do people really know how many people out here that can pay bills and buy things without scratching their head like? Can I afford that? And damn, is that going to break me? Is that going to leave me stranded for another week? Because once again, as we came into this pandemic and the lockdown start taking effect and they start taking their toll, you start hearing about people talking about, man, you know, she, she, two out of three Americans live check to check. That's <laughs> like, a cold hard fact. It's a cold like, hard fact. You you might have the mentality of it's only up from here, but I'm just saying, bro, if you got two out of three Americans living check to check, I'm just trying to figure out how our government is going to have it to where they put us in a position to where we not only can can be stable, but we paying up on shit and it's quality too, because don't get it twisted. I would imagine that a person that's on the UBI probably can't live in the best place they're probably going to be relegated to having to live in section 8 homes or living in projects and stuff like people that's going to be that's going to be like on a on an income level to where it's consistent yeah you may be cool with the fact that you got income an income stream forever coming in supposedly but are you going to like where you live are you going to like the car you drive are you even going to be able to drive a car you can be able to afford a car you're gonna be able to, cause we already know at the end of the day, like, what if they say you can't, you can't, you can't? And what if it's like almost like a food stamp card where you can only buy necessities, you can't buy liquor, you know what I'm saying? So what you gonna do? You gonna get to the point where you are selling your food stamp money, you know? Like it, it's it's gonna be so many questions that come about, you know? Don't get don't get it twisted. If, you got some food if, stamps, if, you selling you sell, You know what I was gonna say? That <laughs> if you do, if you run this two for one, then I'll let your boy, baby. <laughs> Hit me up, cause uh. <laughs> <laughs> Eggs ain't cheap. Hey, this grocery Eggs store be ain't. on my ass. And it's just me and this grocery store be on my ass. You can carry out fifty dollars in two grocery sacks, bro. <laughs> I was thinking about earlier, I mean just I I guess I guess I gotta be I can see a pro and con to it. Like I said, I know self checkouts may eliminate the cashier, but fortunately we have curbside that that gets it to where you have people that are doing your grocery shopping for you. Which is in in a way, it's a good thing because like I said, that created a job. Just like when I went to go I had went to go eat yesterday and basically when I went when I went to the restaurant, uh they didn't give us plates to wash or anything. They just put all our food in plastic basically to go to go boxes already. And we were just sitting there was like, oh, you know. But in my mind I'm like, damn, y'all eliminated the dishwasher. So there's no longer a need for a dishwasher now. Nope. So if you at a restaurant the, in, in, the, in the next couple of years, if you're not a server, a cashier, or a cook, or even like a, even a, a dock unloader, which somebody's probably cross-trained to do that, you are relevant. There's no longer a need for somebody in the, in the kitchen washing dishes. But, I, but at the same time, I wonder what other job that created. Because once again, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of training to throw, to throw trash away. Because at that point, you eliminate a whole bunch of trash. You ain't got a lot of people coming in there, you know, what they gonna leave napkins laying around? Maybe, maybe you have to throw their trays away. But once again, that's just trash. Nothing you gotta wash. Nothing you gotta wash. So once again, in the midst of this, I see a reset that 
can be seen as more efficient, but at the cost of human disposability. Ah oh, man, this went longer than I thought it was, bro. Not gonna lie to you. Hey, you you had you had some stuff you you had to get off, and you you yeah. As 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 always, you came through and you was dropping knowledge. So, you know, sometimes I just gotta let the chef cook. <laughs> hey man, I, I I appreciate that, bro. Um, that whole music. I ain't heard that whole music in a long time. That's gonna be refreshing. It's it's, um, it's getting active today, Bucko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's de- yeah, definitely. It has to. But uh, I guess the last thing I I like to say is um. I think like I had already touched on that uh, that Serb, and I and I guess my main point of talking about the Serb was just to say, man, you know, like I said, uh, what's enough? You know, what is enough? Because um, we can sit here and make it seem like, like you said, you definitely said it better than I did when you said, you know, money is stability, but how much does it take to for a person to not only be stable but stable to the point of no stress, not worrying. And also being able to enjoy the 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 things that are are great in this life that that life has to offer, you know. Because just saying, because I mean, we as millennials, Gen Zers, Gen Xers, like we still like lavish things. And if you take that away from a lot of us, I, I see a psychotic break coming, you know. And that, and that, and that's just the fact of the matter. But shit, man, I you know at the end, of the day, man, I, we we can go on forever because we. We've been doing this shit for four years now, so. Bro, can you can you believe we've been doing this shit for four years now? Man, I can't we, believe it. We bro. still ain't got a deal. We, <laughs> Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, and Joe Budden, you know all these all these cats. They taking all the money, man. Uh, I'm gonna say Steve Crowder, motherfucking um, it's quite a few of them that that got some checks. A couple of females, some of some black chicks that. Got some decent deals. I forgot what some chicks that you sent me one time. I think got a got a decent deal. Boy, they doing some shit. Like it's 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 it sucks because it's a lot of celebrities that were already celebrities that get these deals. That's fine, but me personally, I just like to support. It feels good to you know see people you know confidently wearing no boundaries material or not feeling like this is this is this isn't something I should be wearing. These niggas trash. Because it may get to that point where it'd be like, some people might hear our views and be like, no, those dudes are misogynistic. Those dudes are those dudes are mean. Them dudes are this. That's fine. But I feel like, but at the same time, it feels good to know that, you know, we still have people in our corner that fuck with us. And, um, either way, man. Uh, hey, as long as I got, as long as we got y'all with us, we don't care if the whole world's against us, honestly. Straight up, bro. But anyway, man, yo, yo, when your mom's birthday, man, I always forget. I just know my mom's birthday tomorrow. Mom's birthday Third, is August, August the sixth. Okay, okay, it's this week though. It's this week. This this so, week, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then they supposed to do a, do a, do a birthday party for P Town on Saturday. You know. Oh, that's what's up, man. What, what, what's what's her birthday? She's August twelfth. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So she she get the whole month though. That's P Town. She get the whole month. Whole you know, women get the whole ass. women get the month. Women get the month. Bro, niggas, we barely get a day, nigga. A day? Shit. We get that couple hours. You better leave, you better leave that girl alone. Before before nine AM. If you ain't got that happy birthday before nine AM, it's a rap bucko. Your day does not matter. Man, and uh let me let me before we get into words of advice, I, I wanted to since we are talking about um, since we are talking about the Leo the, season, the Leo season, you know, shout out to all my Leos, uh, 
that are enjoying this. Well, you're really probably not enjoying it. My bad. Well, you know, some people ain't tripping, man. But yeah, we. I always thought that we were gonna talk about fire signs and uh, the not fire signs, but talk about zodiacs, which the Leo is a fire sign along with the Aries and the Sagittarius. Um, what is your relationship with Aries, Leos, and Sagittarius? Just curious. From do, just when you think about it, you know, um, Aries, uh, April, Leo, uh, August, Sagittarius, uh, November, December, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Sagittarius is a, yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm good with Aries for the most part. Uh, I'm good. I'm good with Leos. Uh, I don't. I don't interact with too many Sagittarius people. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, okay. Okay. I I can actually say I don't either. I think I know. I think I know. I may know a couple. Not, not nothing bad, but I could definitely say fire signs as a whole, uh, with uh, with with us earth signs. Obviously, it, it's it's not a bad thing. And um, like I don't, I'm not gonna dive too deep into it. But yeah, I just felt like since I talked to, said we was gonna talk about zodiacs before, I just felt like it was important to just notate that fact that we are both children of Leos, and that's that's very uh, interesting in a way. But yeah, I, I get so, I get along. Children with Leos. of Leos who happen to be Capricorns. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I just throw that interesting tidbit out there for y'all lame asses that want to know. And uh, once again, getting into words of advice. Um, this time I didn't have nothing prepared. Uh, so I guess I'll just simply say, hey man, um, every day is somebody's birthday, <laughs> and I know we're still in lockdowns. <laughs> But, you know, just enjoy it as much as you can. Because, uh, like I said, this shit is temporary. I'm not going to go as far as saying it's going to be over immediately after the elections are over. But understand that this is not this is not an American problem. This is a global problem. So it's not all about America only. But even with that, even with that, with knowing that, we just have to understand that we have been through... Uh, <laughs> AIDS epidemic, we've been through Ebola, we've been through H1N1, we've been through all kinds of shit. Uh, in, in, in the future, we'll definitely talk about the AIDS epidemic because that was handled poorly, and this is the same government. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, man, either way, man, just just enjoy your birthdays. I know it's sucky times, but just think about those people that had to go through that shit back in the day and they wanted to celebrate their birthdays. You know, here we are. Every every moment is every every little moment, especially now, was a means for celebration too. You have a chance to celebrate. Make sure you celebrate. But that's all I got. Would you consider the Shamble God more positive or more negative? <sighs> when you don't attach the Shaolin to it, I guess. No, yeah, no Shaolin, <laughs> just Shamble God. We're gonna talk about the Shaolin of Shamble separately. Okay, I mean, when I think about the Shemble God, I would have to say it's definitely more of a Bojack. So I'd have to say it's more of a it's a, a, it's a darker side to being the Shemble God because the Shemble God is nothing to brag about, but it is something that you have to embrace. So, and when you think of the Shaolin of Shambles, what do you think? What kind of vibe do you? What kind of energy do you get that guy? Uh, I think the Shaolin of Shambles coming with the comes with the embracing of the the shambles mm -hmm. because you and then you start to center it and you accept who you are and you can grow from that. That's how you can drop JS three. That's how you can make a whole a whole uh, four minutes basically talking about spreading your seed. 
But uh, <laughs> say, first of all, when I wrote it, I thought that was gonna be a lot longer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you'll be surprised, man. I thought that was gonna be a lot longer, and then it was like, oh shit, this this is even five minutes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But think about think about the uh, Miss Anonymous when when that thing I, I I saw I really thought didn't think it was gonna be that long because yeah. I just as I started flowing, it didn't feel long, but I'm like, damn, that shit was long. But yeah, man, words. The words. Anyways, words of advice today come from <laughs> just just random. There was an old wrestler named Mick Foley, and Mick Foley was either Mick Foley, he was either Mankind, he was either Dude Love, or he was either Cactus Jack. He had all these different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in in that spirit, these words of advice come from the Shamble God. If 2020 has taught you anything. It's taught you that it can get worse from here. <laughs> I swear. And with and with that being said, you have to cherish where you are now because tomorrow your world can get dropped on its fucking head. <laughs> that's all the people out there that's blindly optimistic, especially people you know that just have the mindset of you know. I think I, my cousin was talking about how um, people try to, you know, positive words of affirmation. I respect that. I respect you wanting to speak things into existence, but I'm sorry to tell you the universe don't give a damn. Like, the universe don't give a damn sometimes, you know. A, a lot of it, in all honesty, could be a, a stream of coincidences, and a lot of it could just be a stream of you putting in the work to get where you need to be. But the fact of the matter, like you just said, bro, like, shh. Life, life can give you a bunch of fucking lemons. You could try to make lemonade. <laughs> you gonna be mad, bro. You gonna be mad on that shit. You gonna have yeah. that, You gonna have that, that that sour look on your face because you ain't got enough ain't enough sugar going on right now to, to make that to make that tartness to take that tartness out that lemonade. So it was like, Shh. but man, <sighs> say look. Again, we appreciate y'all for listening to No Boundaries podcast. You made it to the end. You know, we thank you. We we love the support. Um, we ain't got we ain't got no questions or comments in a while, but we appreciate y'all jumping on the IG lives and, and doing all that. Uh, I'm just trying to give y'all some flowers right now, man. I really do appreciate y'all. But um, well, EF. Uh, yeah, I I I, I would say um, it's uh, the comments and shit. I won't. They, it sucks that we don't get them anymore, but at the same time, my sanity is more important than those comments. So yeah, if y'all want, if y'all want to come in and talk to us, we got some IG lives coming coming up soon, and we'll get back on the snippets. And the only reason we haven't got back on the snippets is because I've been genuinely looking for a way to to have one so I could criticize some stupid male behavior, and I haven't been able to find it. So if you got something, send it to me. I'll jump on it. I felt like I felt like we talked about the Will Smith thing enough on on here to the, where a snippet was pointless. But um, anyways, snippets are coming. IG lives are coming. Don't worry. If y'all fuck with us, y'all fuck with us. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?